Matthew 15, 19. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. Yeah, sometimes, you know, we I think about um, what do people think when they see a title, it was found in the heart, you know, especially after reading those things that are in the heart. Mm-hmm. I think in some ways the scripture in Deuteronomy 36 may explain why that is the case. Why is the, why is the title the title in some ways? Okay. Um, so Deuteronomy 36 says, And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live. Amen. There was an old man. And the old man had those tendencies that was read earlier. But there's a new man now. Mm -hmm. And that's through Christ Jesus. And God is saying from that scripture, you can see that he's doing some things in our heart. Mm -hmm. Basically, God gave us heart surgery. He took our hard hearts and made them palatable to the word he desires to write on. And that word is Christ. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So that word is being written on us day in, day out. As we get into the word, it's being written mm-hmm. on our hearts. Exactly. And so we're responding to things differently. We're thinking differently. Mm-hmm. We're saying things differently, you know, so we're acting differently mm-hmm. because of that change right. in our heart. But the the old man is always trying to overwrite always. what God is writing on this new heart of flesh. Because if there's a change, um, old tendencies try to still hang around, mm-hmm. you know, hold on to you, hold on to you. Yeah. So what was your change coming from darkness and into your life? What's your story? Well, you know, at first I, for a long time, I, I didn't think that I had a testimony because all of the testimonies that I had heard, it was, you know, people being delivered from these things, from drugs, from alcohol, from, you know, all these different addictions. You know, I, I didn't smoke. I didn't drink. I didn't curse. I was quote, goody two shoe, you know? And, um, so I didn't think that I had a testimony, but then the Lord spoke to me one day and he says, you do have a testimony. I kept you from those things. So, you know, after, after that, I just praise God, you know, for it to, to even get to that testimony. I decided back in 1982, I, um, had, I had always thought about people who knew what was in the Bible. I always thought that they were really smart, you know, and people would tell me growing up, oh, she's so smart. She's, she's, she's so smart. Well, I never thought that I was so smart because I didn't know what was in the Bible. And so in 1982, in December of 1982, I decided, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start going to church because I want to know what's in that Bible. I want to be smart like the people who know that Bible. So I I had this thing all planned out. I said, I'm going to go to church and um, I'm going to go three times. And after the third time, I'm going to join the church because, you know, I was going to a Baptist church and that's what they say, join the church. So I went the first Sunday and listening to the pastor preach. And it was like everything that he was saying was something, were things that I had only thought in my in my mind, mm-hmm. you know, that I didn't tell anybody. And it just seems like his eye was just constantly on me. And I was kind of squirmish, you know, just looking behind. Maybe he's looking at the person behind me, but no, it was, it was me. So after that service, I, I, I thought about it. I was like, after I had already made that pl- proclamation, I'm going to get 
I'm going to join the church on the third Sunday. After that Sunday, I'm like, I'm going down there the next Sunday. And so the next Sunday was kind of like the same thing. He's preaching. The words would were directed towards me. His eyes seemed like it was always focused on me. And I just kept trying to move and never shook it. And as soon as he gave the invitation, I was the first one down. You know, I had already said in my mind, I'm going to be the first one down. And I was the first one down. But then I looked behind me and my mom was coming and my, my cousin came. So they rededicated their lives. That was my first time giving my life to the Lord. And, um, you know, I never, never looked back from that day, always been, been serving the Lord. And it's been such a, a joy and such a blessing. You know, we have our, our difficult times, but with God, man, it's so much better. Um, so uh, what has changed? What's notable change do you think that stands out to you? Well, it's it's not so much about me and what I do, mm-hmm. because before it was like, you know, you're, you're good. You're this. And, and in his sermon, he was saying that you're, you're the good things that you, that you do is it's as filthy rags. Right. It's like, it's nothing. It's worthless. Right. And so being told, or you're, you're a good girl. You're a good person. You're this. That's what I thought would get me to heaven. Cause I'm thinking nobody really knows mm-hmm. how to get to heaven, but if I'm good, I'll be, you know, I probably will get there. Well, that pastor broke that down that day and it was not my goodness, right. not anything that I could do, mm-hmm. but was all Jesus and what he did on the cross. And so those are some things that, um, that have changed in me. And, and like we just talked about, sometimes the old man still tries to write on your heart. Oh, you're, you're a good person. No, it's not my goodness. It's nothing that I, it's what he has already done. All I had to do was receive it. You know, when we come to that place, we come to that place of surrender and we say, my allegiance is to you, Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. My allegiance is to you. And there's a, force out there that tries to come against that le- a new allegiance that you have. We talked mm-hmm. about children of the world and children of the kingdom of God. There's a scripture, Luke 16, 13, that talks about two masters. Jesus is talking about no servant can serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And I know mammon means riches and, and possession, but isn't that what the world is? Mm-hmm. Lust of the eyes. The, the lust of the, the flesh, flesh and the pride of life. life. Yeah. Those are all possessional things, things that we want mm-hmm. to put on ourselves that we might be happy. So we cannot serve that world mm-hmm. because if we serve that world, the scripture also says that you do not love God. So there's this war that's going on with these two individual meanings two individual forces, basically. Mm-hmm. There will always be a war within because there's always an opposing side to truth. Mm-hmm. God is the truth. And if there's truth there and you've been living a lie, that lie always want to come to redirect that truth. Even, even kind of get it to a place where it, it's just, I'm going to bend just this a little, little bit yeah. out of whack. Just a little, a little bit just a little leaven. Until it's the whole thing yeah, is, is yeah. messed up. Yeah, exactly. So this brings me to my testimony. Mm-hmm. My mom was a churchgoer and my dad wasn't. And we had this unwritten law that, you know, as, as until you're 18, you stay in church and you go to church and do all this thing. And church was basically going to church on every day they have an, an event. We were there, you know, singing and, and fellowshipping and all kinds mm-hmm. of things. 
And I remember that um, the things outside of the church that kind of got me wound up was the fact that the world was a mess. You know, I'm, I'm this young little kid and I'm looking at church and all the things that it, it implies. And then I'm looking at the world and I'm just, what's, what's going on? Not saying that I didn't believe in God. I think that you would have to be a blind man not to look at all these, these things mm-hmm. in this world and, and think that it just happened. Right. But my thoughts was, you know, why is there bloodshed? I think anybody that that's reasonable yes. begin to think these things. Yeah. Why is there wars? Why is there pain? Why is there sorrow? Why is there racism and mm-hmm. all this ugliness in the world? And God, wh- wh- why is this going on? What's happening? And I think that that really made me come up with this phrase that I, I just don't know when, but I know I just started thinking or saying it, that I believe I believe in God. I believe that God will manifest himself to me, but if he doesn't, oh, well, I'll go to hell. Those are my words. Those are my reasoning process. Mm-hmm. I think deeply within me, I knew God existed. I knew that some way, some way he's going to make himself known to me. But I, I had this little end part saying, if he doesn't, oh, well, I guess I'll go to hell. Knowing that hopefully that he's bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But found myself and wrote to Spain in the military and you were there and there were going to be a revival that was coming from Germany to be, you know, to have a revival in the church that you were going to. Right. And I had previously said I would go with you. Exactly. Remember it very well. Oh, yeah, excuse me. But the day was coming and approaching that I started coming with excuses why I wouldn't do that. And you said, well, you said you would. And I said, yeah, but I got this going on. I got this test I got to study for and all these different things. And I made the comment that, you know, I, I believe in God. I believe he's going to manifest himself to me. But if he doesn't, oh, well, I, I, I just, I guess I'll just go to hell. Now, as time went on, I realized that you knew what you were saying. But what you were saying and what I was seeing and hearing was two different things. When you were saying, you said, oh, yes, you will care if you go to hell. I didn't hear your voice. I heard someone else's voice. Mm. And when you were looking at me, saying those words, I didn't see you looking at me. I saw somebody else looking at me. It rattled me so much that what is going on here that I had to take notice. It's almost like Moses looking at that burning bush Mm -hmm. and saying, hmm, let me check this out. What is this that I'm I'm holding? yeah. You cried and ran into the room. And I'm standing there wondering, what was that? It shook me. And so trying to be, you know, this man just sticking out. Hey, babe, you know, I'll go to church with you. You know, don't worry about it. I'm like, see, you cried. Go to church. The man of God was preaching. I don't know what he was talking about. Because all I can remember is the, the day before, the night before, like, man, what was that? And I think that in that moment, I realized like God was real. God was true. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't dawn on me until later that he manifest himself to me. Mm-hmm. So I went home by the grace of God, just like you. Mm-hmm. We had another day to kind of contemplate on what I wanted to do. But I knew that I was going to give my life to Christ the next night. Mm-hmm. Word came out. Didn't know what he was talking about. I just knew that I needed to be up at the altar to give my heart to Christ. And so that was the changing thing in my life. Yeah. 
that just totally changed my world. And I've, there's been hills and valleys. Yes. But he's been constant. Amen. And I'll walk. So Luke 6, 45 says a good man, right? Mm-hmm. Get back here. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And then uh, let's see, Matthew 6, 21, it says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So why? Why is it it was found in my heart? Because out of the abundance of our heart, because of the change that God did on our lives, because mm-hmm. of the right rewriting mm-hmm. of his direction for us, the, the abundant life he desires to give us, Christ became the abundance of our heart. So what we have here is we have a treasure. Jesus Christ is our treasure. Mm-hmm. We love him. We love everything about him. We pour ourselves into the word because we know that in that word will allow us to govern our lives the way God intended mm-hmm. for us to govern our lives yeah. so that we don't become just like the, the scriptures you said, there was a change. We got a new master, right? We got a new master. That's we got right. somebody else that we're serving. And now because we have a different person we serve when the old man comes in with those little leavens of little drops of, mm-hmm. of nastiness or whatever, we can c- quickly pick out. Hmm. Yeah. You, you, don't you, don't yeah, you don't belong here. Yeah, you don't belong here. You don't belong here at all. Yeah. You have anything to add to that? Um, no, that's uh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Besides that, Jesus says we are supposed to, and it's the, the two great commandments. And the first one says, love the Lord thy God mm-hmm. with all your heart. Yeah. It was found in my heart because I love the Lord my God with all mm-hmm. my heart. Amen. And so anything that he dumps in there, right? And it's if it's not just for me, yeah, <laughs> I, I want to share that. Yeah, and we're doing this podcast because we love people. Yeah, and we love God. Amen. First, love God. That's right. So that we might love people. And He's given us His Spirit of Truth that reveals to us what is truth. Amen. So if it's so if it's if it's in our heart and it's not truth, the Holy Spirit is He'll put a check on it. You know. Yeah. This scripture right here, this is what's going on. Let me just give you the scripture and we can close. Um, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, or the religious people of that day wanted to trick Jesus and saying something wrong so that they can get the Romans on them. Mm-hmm. And they asked them the question, should we pay taxes to Caesar? Jesus knew they were trying to pull some stuff. So he says, bring me a coin. Mm-hmm. Whose inscription is on that coin? And they said, Caesar. And Jesus says, render to Caesar what is Caesar and render to God what is God. It was found in my heart. It's just two people saying, let's have a conversation mm-hmm. about this person that we gave our allegiance to. Who's inscribed on our hearts. Who's inscribed on our hearts. But I just wanted to let you know that that's why. That's the origin. That's the source of why the title is what it is. Mm-hmm. Because God is the abundance of our heart. Amen. You know? So, if you want to make Jesus Christ inscription on your heart, it says in Romans, believe with your heart, the Lord Jesus. Confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead. The scripture says your confession leads you to salvation in your heart and your belief leads you to righteousness. And that's just a simple prayer way. Mm-hmm. Amen. It's just a simple prayer way. Thank you. Thank you, Lord.
So, Father God, we just come before you because you are found in our heart. Thank you, Jesus. And we desire for you to be found in others' heart. Yes, Lord. In a strong way. You know, they they may, they know you. They made that profession of faith. Thank but they Father. felt like uh, they're not drawing. They're not pursuing that. They're not giving you their complete Thank allegiance. You, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Those that do not you. know you, Lord God, I pray that they will make a commitment to allow you to inscribe Jesus Christ on their heart. Thank you, Lord. And that they will confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And believe in their heart that you raised them from the dead. Father, we thank you. Thank we you, praise Lord. you in the name of Jesus. Just talk to him with a sincere heart, and he will hear you. Amen. And there will be change. Amen.